Scars heal. No, they don't. What do scars do? Scars fade, I guess? Yes, I don't scars care fade. what scars do. That's my best Gary Oldman impression from Kung Fu Panda 2. The age of the peacock begins now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always 2. There are a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah, here with my co-host, Steven. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Indeed. This is becoming a trope where I just repeat what you say. I was going to say, I knew it. Followed by the word indeed. I changed it. I changed it up (laughs) just enough to see, like, will he repeat what I say? Because it's it's always because you talk to the audience because I generally talk to you. But in the intro, you throw to the audience, and they can't respond. So I have to respond for them <laughs> and then keep it going in a natural conversational tone. That's fine. Which I attempt to do it'll, week to It'll week. be our quirk that yeah, we just do yeah, it it's every a bit, episode. It's a bit. It'll be on the bingo card in a couple of years. <laughs> anyway, this week we are jumping back into our Obi-Wan Kenobi discussion series, uh, where we are discussing the series Obi-Wan Kenobi. See this time, there? episode two. This is episode two, where we discuss... Surprise, surprise. Die Episode two. Oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, let it, let's jump right into it. This is something I stopped myself from saying last week, and I want to say now, I am mad that there wasn't a well-known bounty hunter on the other end of that ship. When they were like, all right, we're, the contact is waiting for the kid, whatever, and it pops up the hologram, and it's just Reva. And I was like, are you kidding me? That could have been Hondo. That could have been Cad Bane. Cad that, Bane would have been... Uh, mm. Cad Bane would have been a good one if Reva was paying someone to help her catch Obi-Wan Kenobi. Cad Bane would have been great. Cad, Cad Bane or Hondo. should have been in there. Or Hondo. Uh, because Hondo, both of them have... Is Hondo good at this point? Because Hondo's, Hondo's a straight-up good guy in Rebels. Kinda. Uh, he's a, he Kinda. is chaotic good in Rebels. Okay, I'll, I'll accept Anytime that. Anytime Ezra's around, he instantly becomes a good guy. That's because he really likes Ezra. This is true. Everyone wants Ezra to be like their apprentice. I know. Uh, but Hondo and Cad are the two that have a history with Obi-Wan. Like, if Cad... It would have been so perfect for Cad Bane to have been on the other end of that hologram call. But he wasn't. And I was like, just missed opportunity. I, I've got to stop... With my expectations, because I'm going into every episode expecting something <laughs> and waiting for it at every turn. Right. So th- there could be really interesting story developments with both of them. Like with Hondo, it can be it's Hondo and he's all for it because hey, lots of money, kidnapping a princess. It's what I do as a pirate. And then when he's like, oh, this is to lure out Obi Wan, then it becomes the whole setup becomes a betrayal against. Reva. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, and it's like that would be really good for Re. That would be a great like development point for Reva's character, and then but with Cad Bane, you can you can get the same thing. But now it's it can still go away from Reva's plans, but not in the betrayal sense. More of a once Cad Bane learns that this is all a plot to lure out Kenobi, now it's a Cad Bane derails the plan for his own vendetta yeah. against Kenobi. The same way Maul has a vendetta. It would have been so perfect. We've got the actor. We've seen him in live action. He's dead. And so we're in this show that's in the past. 
and it's a ch- he might be dead but this is a chance definitely to have it him was, around and do things it was a perfect opportunity because see my thing is and maybe this belongs in how to fix star wars why not why not put cal kestis in the show why not put cad bane in the show why not put hondo in the show why not do any of these things like it they're on, they're only hurting the fan like the fan base is on, is never going to be upset for seeing a, re, a revived character to this day we have never been up generally upset for seeing a revived character we always we always love it when we see characters especially from clone wars pop up in later uh properties so like my question is like why not i mean right it's the it's the cheer moment when toby Maguire pops up or andrew garfield pops up in in spider-man no way home that's yeah. the one the last the, one it's but the like it's one. the it's the it's the big moment like why not give it to the fans yeah because like we got um it's they're, they're really i think just trying to focus on reva's character i guess it's they valid. they want to highlight that she is definitely special in some way which i think is a double-edged sword because if they focus on that too much it becomes the is she actually is she genuinely special or is she artificially a snowflake also, good way of getting the conversation back on track. I see what you did there. You thought you were subtle, but I caught you. What? <laughs> the way uh-huh. you were like, you, the way you were like, oh yeah, that's nice. Anyway, Obi Wan Kenobi, and I was like, oh, you son of a gun. Anyway, yeah. So what can I say? You're a conniving son of a. <laughs> There's a reason I'm a Sith. This is true. You are a Sith. I am a Jedi. We are fated to hate each other till the end of time. In this case, are we still anime rivals? Can it's a Star Wars anime? There were no anime rivals in Visions, though. Not yet. There's a season two coming out. Okay, we're still uh, good. Also, there. no one. The the brother and sister, the twins, they're one hundred percent anime rivals. Yeah, I guess. But they they they're not like tropey anime. Get one, rivals. Yeah, but you get one episode. Okay, okay. We're tangenting yeah. a lot. Anime Rivals. Anyway, um, back on our podcast on Anime Rivals. So, The Black Clover. No. Uh, it's just, like, the only anime I've watched that has, like, good <laughs> anime rivals. And also Dragon Ball Z. I'm Goku. You're Vegeta. Okay. I have the hair for Goku. You have the body for Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. Anyways, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, our Star Wars podcast. Um, yeah, so we open on uh, Dayu, the ship. Lola gets broken, but we know she's going to come back. Like it's My biggest thing with that opening sequence was why didn't we see Cad Bane? This really was all it was. Um, what did you yeah, think of see... the planet itself? Because this is a new world. Yeah, it's a new planet. Uh, I thought it was. it's great. It's a... Um, I want to learn Orabesh so I can read signs. Oh, right. Uh, because one of the nerds I follow... like in his breakdowns just translates signs and it's like this says market this says gungan milk 
this says, yeah, Mm-mm. it's two different signs. One that says Gungan and one that says milk, but they're right next to each other. Oh, okay. And one could only dream. Um, <laughs> no, no, they cannot. Uh, I think Gungans are, are they mammals? They don't feel like mammals. This is I don't know. not on topic. Anyway, uh, I liked it. I like the whole vibe. It's got like a, it's kind, of, it's got like a Hong Kong, like Singapore it does. kind of vibe. It does. Um, with the mar- like the open air markets and everything, it has it's that very got... kind of cyberpunk dystopian, yeah, yeah, Neo yeah, Tokyo yeah, yeah. feel to it. Um, yeah, we we see Obi Wan get down. He's... The first thing we encounter is Kumail Nanjani. I love him so much. He what is... did you think of his character I as a con man? Was so mad that he was not a Jedi. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like that he's... I, no, so so after after the fact, I'm like, okay, clever. Because yeah. you th- you made Remotes us think... Magnets. You made us think it was going to be a... He was going to be a Jedi because the creative editing in the freaking trailer. But you see him pop up and thing is, I can't hate Kumail Nanjiani for any period of time. He is genuinely my favorite actor and I absolutely loved seeing him in Star Wars. My favorite moment of episode two... Was when the little boy runs back into the the scam room and he's like, "Look, look, we had him. Look at the reward." And he's just like, "Oh, that's embarrassing." It's just it it made me laugh so hard. I love his I love the actor. I love his character. Um, I love that he's actually a good guy, and yeah, that he, like he's actually like he's scamming people out of money, but he's actually helping them. Right, like and he's, he's not. He is yeah. He he's the guy that like walks the gray line between. He's doing good things, but he is taking advantage of people. But when you were to, if you were to really kind of like weigh it out on the scales of justice or something, yeah, he's doing good stuff. The way like, in which, like, the way in which they benefit is it, it, it's commensurate with what he's scamming them out of because yeah, it would probably cost them that much anyway to get off the world legitimately, if not much more, right. So, he's just scamming them just by making like, them think and the he's way a he's Jedi. like, oh, you don't, you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to. Oh, okay, I, I guess if you insist, and then counts it piece by piece. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's uh, yeah, I love his character, um, especially later in the episode when uh, Obi Wan says his name. He's like, oh, you remembered my name. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, it's just it's great. What did you think of the uh, when Reva sends out the? The, the notice to all bounty hunters. I got really strong John Wick vibes. I've never seen John Wick. This is a thing that happens in John this Wick. This is why I derailed our John Wick reference with a Jason Bourne reference. The <laughs> superior white male who beats people up in movies. Okay, but he does not brutally murder them all. Ah, he brutally murders some. John Wick... Except John Wick is not a secret agent, is the difference. John John Wick just massacres people. Jason Bourne only massacres the ones that get in his way directly. And, like, they're generally bad guys. Like John Wick... Jason Bourne is a good guy, without question. John Wick is questionably a good guy. I bet they did kill his dog. And he went on. And they stole his Mustang. They did. But it was the dog, really. Anyway, yes, but, back to our John Wick podcast. <laughs> yeah, so in, in John Wick, that happens. He gets on the bad side of the underworld. And the powers that be, they go through this whole sequence of them 
creating the hit the hit on him and then it notifies all the hitmen in the world and as he goes through the city it's just like he's constantly hounded by like dozens of dudes yeah and it that's exactly what this was in star wars and you know as as a reference if it was an intentional reference i thought it was a good one because it still felt like star wars yeah i loved that moment uh also because that's where we get leia being like and it's it's all the consequence of obi-wan not being honest with her Right. But she's like, wait, you're not, you're a criminal. Why are you, and if she if she read the, the thing, it would be like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, wanted Jedi Master. She'd be like, oh my god, Jedi Master, that's a good thing. I don't know. But Maybe she's like, why are you a Jedi Master? Uh, but she's like, why are you, what, you're a criminal. You're not, you didn't, my dad didn't send you. And then he can't catch a 10-year-old girl. Like he spent his his adult <laughs> life corralling the most chaotic person on the in the galaxy. Yes, and he couldn't catch Leia to save his life, but he could catch her to save her life. He could. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I actually thought that was a good moment when he caught her, because it's I, like it's like oh man, he hasn't used the force in ten years. You could tell because it took him a while. It did. And he, you could see the concern in his eyes as he's just like, uh-oh, I, I'm too rusty. And then, but I was, I loved it because Star Wars has conditioned me. Because we're, you're watching and you see his hand go out, but you don't hear the, like, pulse. Right. And it's like, it's not, it's not working. And she's still falling and it's like, he's his hand's out and you're like, you're waiting for it, and then you hear the, and it's like, there it is. That's the force. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, it was so it was so great. I I loved it. I I hate how rusty he is. It really drives me nuts. Seeing it makes it. sense, and I think it's interesting because I started thinking of the force as kind of like a muscle. You know, if you got to keep it exercised, otherwise it becomes cold and stiff, and then you can't use it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it atrophies after a time of dormancy. And, it's just, it's so, there's just like, there's a part of the child in me is like, this is, this is wrong. Something right. in me feels very disturbed at the sight of Obi-Wan Kenobi being weak. Right. And so it's mm -hmm. just like, it's just, it's wild. Anyway, uh, what else do we see in this episode? Well, we see the Inquisitors again. Yeah, we get to, we get to see a little more of their... We had some Their big reveals with Reva. Remind me, it's been a week. Uh, she knows who Vader is. Oh right, yeah. Which is just how, because I don't think even Tarkin, I think, does know who Vader is because in Episode Four he does comment like, "You're the last of the Jedi religion," which says at the very least he knows Vader. You used to be part of the Jedi Order because he also knew. He knew Anakin when he was a Jedi. Yes. So the question is, does he know that it is Anakin as opposed to just a Jedi? And I would probably, I would say that he does know that it's Anakin because Vader says, my old master is here on the Death Star and Tarkin's like, Kenobi, I thought he died. And yeah, yeah. Tarkin knows that Kenobi was Anakin's master. Yeah. So, but... Um, yeah, it's weird that she knows... It is another. It's kind of another clue into her backstory and how, and kind of makes me wonder even more if she was a part of the Jedi Order and she knew specifically Anakin and Obi Wan. 
if she's one of those younglings that we saw at the beginning of episode one, did she get spared by Anakin? Mm. And he brought her into... He kept her alive and a prisoner until eventually she was brought in to join the Inquisitorius. What, she, what was she have against Obi-Wan, though? And my question is, like, she very obviously has something against Obi-Wan specifically. Well, if, if that theory is correct, that she was a, a youngling at the temple, spared by Anakin, that would explain why she knows that Vader's Anakin, and then it's entirely reasonable that Anakin would have poisoned her mind regarding Kenobi. Yeah. And she sees Vader as, like, she has some special relationship with him because he spared her life during Order 66, and she now hates Obi-Wan because of whatever it is she's been told about Obi-Wan from Lord Vader. Yeah. And now she's, like, trying to avenge who she sees as her, like, personal master. This also might explain why she holds contempt for the Grand Inquisitor. It's because she knows that in the hierarchy and the chain of command, it's the Grand Inquisitor and then Vader. And because she sees herself as having that special connection with Vader, she wants to be in that position. Yeah. That could be it. What did you you think of her little parkour scene? I was very uh, underwhelmed. It was bad. It yeah. was genuinely bad. I was just like, mm. it was, it was so funny. It was like it was genuinely funny because it didn't seem. She's like she's Batman, on the gargoyle, like looking out over Dayu. Right with the and big she, neon sign behind her, and then she's like, oh, blaster she sees, bolts, and then, and then she starts parkouring across the city rooftops. And, and I felt it was very. Uh, low octane for what it wanted to be exactly exactly <laughs> she's like kick off a wall and it's like what this is star wars use a jetpack like <laughs> fly with your lightsaber it's a thing that we know inquisitors can do oh which i'm so glad we haven't seen that yet because i hate that probably is the thing i hated the most oh, in it's Rebels. so stupid it is it makes zero sense. lightsabers are not helicopters uh but they are we can we can veto disney on this one um, we can veto Disney all we want. We are in charge of Star Wars canon. That's we are. Thank you. Um, thank you for acknowledging it. Anyway, yeah, it was it was bad. It was really bad. Um, I had a thought here. Give me two seconds. One. What was I gonna say? Viva parkour. Cringy, low octane. Use a jetpack. I completely lost it. Okay, your two seconds are up. Yeah. Um. Though, okay, what did you think of her plan overall? Why die you? Why not Cad Bane? <laughs> we already went over that one, but why? Why die you? Uh, yeah. because they wanted a new setting. <laughs> I mean, possibly. Uh, yeah. But if if it is, they imply pretty heavily that it's a hangout for bounty hunters. So, you know, my 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 gut reaction is that she brought him to Dayu because she probably is thinking that 
if plan goes awry, then she does exactly what she does, and now Obi-Wan is constantly hounded by just a city full of bounty hunters. Yeah, I mean, I think she did it in direct defiance of... Oh, definitely that too. GI. Oh. I don't know how I feel about that abbreviation. Grandiose Inquisitorious as... (laughs) Grand Inquisitor is his nickname. Okay. Grandiose Inquisitorious is his birth name, his Christian name, if you will. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um... Glad we got that clear. Maybe up. that'll be a cold open for <laughs> us. Uh, anyway, I'm I am blanking on this episode right now. I have a lot to say about the end of it, but a I good wanted... portion of it was just a gun, yeah, gun it... battle and chase through the city. I did. So this is where we can get into some speculation. I loved seeing Haja be a good guy. And mm-hmm. Like I said, that moment you remembered in his, his name in uh, that moment in in his little hut when he's like. Oh, that's embarrassing. I, I don't know. Kumail Nanjiani has probably the funniest voice in all of Hollywood. Um, he will never fail to make me laugh by saying the most mundane things <laughs> because there is an inherent comedy behind his voice. And yeah, I can see it. It is an accent that is impossible to replicate. And so, like, I, I just I, I love him so much. Uh, he's It's like you, you all know how much I love Starkiller. Yeah. He is my the star killer of Hollywood for me. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah. Loved his character. So we can get into a little bit of speculation here when he says here, go to this place, they will help you. I am one hundred percent certain we are going to see a live action Calcastus or a live action Mantis or a live action uh, Seer and Grease. I really liked Greece. I think Greece is the most likely because it will be one that they can just animate him in a corner. You hear his voice, you see him real quick, whatever. Maybe that'll be like the season finale. Is if 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 they're doing the season finale like drop off, it's gonna be Calcastus because I really want it. To I happen. want Calcastus in live action. So bad. See, I think it, it would make sense for it to be Seer and... I don't know the timeline of Fallen Order. Fallen Order takes place... Um, so we can figure it roughly, right? Um, because I think we've done this in a previous episode. But why do you have to move the chair? Because it's getting it's sore. It's so loud. Um, because Order 66... He's somewhere. He's he is old enough to be a Padawan, right? So he looked he, like he was eleven or twelve. He is at least twelve because like Ahsoka was fourteen. Um, we don't have a lot to go on for like the age of being a Padawan, right? But he's use twelve as a general example, right? In Fallen Order, he's somewhere between eighteen and twenty-two. Um, probably on the younger side, probably eighteen to twenty. Right, because uh, they de-aged Cameron. Oh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his last name. Monahan. I think. Oh, the actor. Yeah. Hmm. Um, they de-aged him, and he's about twenty-three, twenty-four. Hmm. And so, Cal is—he's no younger than eighteen. Um, sure. 
So this is reasonably reasonably. So the game is reasonably ten, eight to ten years after Order sixty six. Eight to ten. I'd, I'd say six to ten. Um, I do think so. Jedi Survivor is canonically five years after Fallen Order, okay. which is a big time jump for it a is. video game sequel. It is. It is a big time jump. Um, and so I'm thinking we may see some in between here. Right. Um. So that means during this show, Second Sister's dead. She's been killed by Vader in that final level of Fallen Order. Trilla dies? I forget. Yes. She gets... She's standing there at the very end. Darth Vader pops up. She and she's just stabs. like, avenge us. And then he cuts her down. And then Seer and Cal do what they can to not die. <laughs> which results in them flooding the whole facility. Yeah. Uh, rip Vader and your rip breather. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, so okay, so that timeline actually lines up, and I think that would be a really good series finale cliffhanger. Is we spend the rest of the time, uh, Obi Wan, I think Obi Wan returns Leia, but then goes off on his own adventure, following up on Haj's. What do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? I've lost it. Rendezvous? Rendezvous, his advice to go find these people. Hint, quest, side quest. Side quest is what you're getting at. uh, Then Obi-Wan goes on that and spends the season trying to get there to the objective. And when he does, it's Grease and maybe Seer. I don't think Cal. I think Cal will be a season two thing. But I think Greece and Seer, and they'll say, and Seer will be like, Master Kenobi, come with us. I think we've got to, if they're going to do that, I think Cal, Cal is the big ticket moment there. Because like, it'll be great to see like, oh, Fallen Order in live action, whatever. But they, if they can't do that and not give us Cal, it's would be highway robbery of the most grievous degree. I don't know because the the whole implication of not showing Cal but showing Greece and or Seer in that final moment of the season, that's the aha moment that's like season two is going to be a team up between Kenobi and Cal. I would be very mad if this happened. If this is what happens, I will be very angry. Um, yeah, I... So, uh, Ewan McGregor, in a recent interview, the, the whole everything behind the speculation that we will get Cal in the show is that the headlines will read that Ewan McGregor hints that his show and Fallen or Jedi Survivor are connected. The, the actual quote from the interview is he's talking about um, Deborah Chow, and how she's very good at keeping things connected um, across platforms. And he's right. like, you can't have something be fact in a video game and then write it away in a movie or mm-hmm. show. And it's like, oh, was he talking about Jedi Survivor? Oh. <laughs> um, has, he, has he made any comment about having played Fallen Order? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read into it that much. But what I can say is... 
Uh, it's very vague, the connection we have between the two. The only thing I can say is it only makes sense with the way that Fallen Order ends with them being like, all right, we're going to go help the people like us, the the lost, lonely, and broken Jedi around right. the, the the galaxy. I really want to know how many there are. I, I have a feeling there's a lot more than we've been led to believe. Me too. Like, a lot more Me than we've too. been led to believe. Um, and I think that's something we're going to be seeing a lot more of. And that would forward. be an interesting question then is like, when Luke creates his academy, where are they? Like, do they just stay hidden and give up? Or did they somehow all get hunted down? Because, well, I mean, Kylo, anyone who gathers together for Luke dies when Kylo turns. Right? And so... Save a few of them. Those that become the Knights of Ren. Which I hate that it's canon that they're the Knights of Ren. Because they should have just been more Sith. Or I guess you can't do that because rule of two and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I, where were we? Yeah, we're going to see, I feel like we're going to see a lot of lost Jedi mm-hmm. uh, in the in the few next few years. Um, I cannot wait for, yeah, everything so that's coming uh, up with. Let's switch gears here and talk about the Grand Inquisitor. Hold on a minute. Because this is going to be kind of our like big swan song for this episode is everything that happens in that last like ten minutes. So I want to say real quick, shout out to Tamora Morrison playing a five hundred first Legion trooper in this episode. Oh, was it a five hundred first? It was. It was a five hundred. So I went back and looked at the armor. It's got the blue stripe in the center and the blue pauldrons. So okay. It is a five hundred first Legion soldier, and I think that is specifically why he has such a. Like, seeing a clone is one thing. He has such a visceral reaction because it is a 501st trooper. Okay. Like, it is not only... It is it is Anakin's Legion. It is Rex's Legion. It is uh, Ahsoka's that later becomes the 332nd. I, I believe it's 332nd. It might be 362nd. I don't know. Ahsoka's squadron is the 3... I believe it's the 332nd. Anyway, that's unimportant. Um... But yeah, it is a 501st trooper, the most the most famous clone squadron of all time. Right. Like it was just it was really cool to see. Uh I love that Tamor Morrison got to play a clone again. Um now the question is do we know that clone? I don't think so. I don't think it's any I mean, that's the thing about clones is it could be any of them. It, it really could. You have to take a closer look at the armor cuz Certain clones like Rex had a unique armor in that they hodgepodged it from the yeah, Mark yeah, yeah, One yeah, yeah. and the Mark Two. Yeah, but I don't remember seeing the helmet. I do. I I, I got to go back and watch it a second time because I've only he, seen it once. He's using the helmet as his collection for arms. Right, 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 and right, right. We do see it, um, but I because I the brief briefly I thought like that could be Rex. Because we don't know what all Rex did between the end of 66 I and think... when we meet up with him in Rebels. And he's in the he's in the walker on that barren planet with Wolf, Gregor. I don't think it's Rex. It's not... Because he's wearing his clone armor. Mm-hmm. And the armor he is wearing is base 501st armor. If it were Rex, um, 
because of the way that season seven ends, I don't think Rex would be. You almost want to say like if it were Rex, Kenobi would have said something. Like that, but and then... also that, and also I don't think I don't think it's anyone because he's like, uh, like help a veteran out, right? Like I don't think Rex would be going around repping the fact that he is a clone, because he's the only one that he's one of the very few that defected, right? But and Kenobi didn't follow would, through with the order. Kenobi wouldn't know necessarily that. That Rex had the chip removed during Order 66. He also... But you would think that Rex would recognize Kenobi. Rex would definitely recognize Kenobi. And Rex... Rex ended season... Yeah, I don't think... It was just a random 501st clone. I think it's why we got such a vis- visceral reaction from Obi-Wan. Because it's it's the, the squadron that massacred the Jedi. Oh. C-3PO was indeed played by Anthony Daniels. Damn right he was. Got to edit that out. I, I might not. I don't know. I haven't decided whether we're PG or G. Anyway, um, yeah. So now I think we can move on to the Grand Inquisitor. And that the last like 10 minutes. Um, we do get to see when Leia and Obi-Wan first walk into the hangar. And... She's like out front, like, all right, come on, let's go, and starts walking off. Uh, we get to see, and he's like, uh, sorry, you just, you remind me of someone. And it's like, aww. Mm-hmm. She reminds you yeah. of Anakin. Oh, I was going to say, she reminds him of Padme. <laughs> it's definitely Padme. That was a joke. Oh, okay. That was sarcasm, no. because it's definitely that Padme. That went over my head. <laughs> um, yeah, she, it's so, it's so great. Um, you get to see a little bit. Their their relationship is great. You get to see a little bit more of it in in episode three, which I you you gotta watch. Um, yeah, it's I I'm loving what they're doing there. I it's it's very 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 sweet. Uh, and then Reva walks in, and we think they tease us. We think we're gonna get our lightsaber duel uh, mm-hmm. because he's like he's fondling his lightsaber. He's ready to go. And then G.I. Grand, grandiose Inquisitorious uh, walks in. It's like, hey, cut it out. And Reva's like, no, and kills him. And this is where we get to the problematic thing I was saying earlier. The Grand Inquisitor is most definitely not dead. Absolutely not. In Rebels. Yes. Ezra he's, kills him. He's most definitely dead in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which this is why I said earlier, maybe it's not the same exact GI. I don't think he's dead in Obi Wan. So I think we're being led to believe he's dead. First minute or two of episode three, he's like they confirm he's dead. I haven't seen episode three, and I won't until. Saturday. And that's like that's that's not a spoiler, so I'm not afraid to say that it's not a, that's not a big spoiler. That's it's just like. And this is all helmed by Filoni, who wouldn't forget. They're either retconning on the spot, or but we know, or Filoni's di- diving into the whole different timelines, whatever. Because like, Cause we know, okay, we know that Disney has done the whole dead surprise, not dead bait and switch multiple times. This is different. This it feels different. Watch it. I don't want to say too much. It, just, it feel the way that they handle it feels different. 
Now, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen Vader be like, uh, no, they're dead, and then turn around and be like, you're not dead. You still work for me. Uh, hashtag Force Unleashed. Shout out to my boy Galen Merrick. Oh my god. I, I love him so much. Anyway, I found a way to get Starkiller in this episode. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did you think of that last... We'll, we'll get to the, the final yeah, no, that, moment. Yeah, that last scene, I, I saw it and I saw her turn on the Grand Inquisitor and stab him and I immediately was just like, he's not dead. Nope. Because they're not this dumb... To kill off a, ca- a character who is known to die on screen already in a different series later, later on in the canon, it doesn't even matter if it's later on. It's so stupid. He's already died. It's really stupid. Wait, he's already died. Ergo, now they may be gearing up for, like you said, a surprise not dead, but they have to be. Like he'll pop up later in the series and probably kill reva again i think the the earmuffs yeah are like the proof that it's the same character because that's yeah. that's a mechanical detail that's not character specific design. to his species right his character right um yeah i okay and we already know that with cad bane they are not adapting the animated characters exactly to live yeah, action yeah, yeah. prosthetics yeah, so I do. I think it's the same character, and this is a surprise. He's not dead. Build up. Okay, so final moment. Uh, Obi Wan says Anakin's name, and we cut to Vader. Oh, that's right. I think that there is some force connection going on here, mm-hmm. because it would be the first time. It, it would be one of the first times. That Anakin's name is spoken in the last 10 years. It would be the first time that Obi-Wan is... Like, when he says that, he's not saying Anakin as in, oh my god, he's alive. He's saying Anakin, like, speaking to him almost. And I think that the reason we get that that hard cut and that Vader's eyes open is I think... He felt a disturbance. He feels it or hears it. Yeah, he definitely... I would definitely say he probably felt a disturbance in the force yeah or some sort of ripple yeah that's just like someone very close to me just said my name yeah something like said my my old name it's uh it's very good it was a it was a great cut it was a great way to end an episode i agree hayden christensen looking great as little burned up vader vader boy he's healed now Mm, I don't know if you can call that healed. <laughs> well, he, they're not they're not opened wounds anymore. They are scars. <laughs> scars heal. No, they don't. What do scars do? Scars fade, I guess. Yeah, I don't scars care fade. what scars do. That's my best Gary Oldman impression from Kung Fu Panda Two. The age of the peacock begins now. Does I he know. actually say I don't care what scars do? What? I don't know. In Kung Fu Panda 2? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, uh, he's talking about scars and Poe's like, well, scars heal. And he's like, no, they don't. Wounds heal. And Poe's like, well, what do scars do? They fade, I guess. And he's like, I don't care what scars do. I don't. Re- I just watched this movie like 
a month and a half ago. Oh, I don't remember panda. this. Goated. Goated. And there is a goat. Anyway, I think that's <laughs> all we got for this week. Alrighty, we will see you guys next week. Uh, we will. Um, we'll see, see you next week with two episodes. Yeah. With uh, the Beginner's Guide Part 4. Beginner's Guide Episode 4. Our and final Beginner's Guide with Brandon will be releasing. Uh, and Episode 3. Next week. And then our Episode 3 discussion for Episode 3 of Kenobi. And then I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. We can start with that as what my thoughts are on whether or not the, the Grandiose Inquisitorious. Grandiose Inquisitorious, my bad. How dare I? How, How dare I? You messed up his name. You christened him with that name, too. <laughs> I christened him Grandiose Inquisitorious. You lose the right to christen people with Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> but we'll, we'll pick up there with my opinions on yeah, whether yeah, he's yeah. actually dead or not. Because I, right now, without seeing season th- or episode three, definitely can't be dead. Because yeah. I don't think Filoni I mean, so would make such a, a, a mistake as killing a character who he's already killed yeah, on screen. I, I'll say, in the two minutes of conversation we had about it, you changed my mind. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm <great>. probably wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's all we got. Alrighty. Adios. You see, <laughs> delete ha- my alrighty. I did that on purpose. No, I know. I always delete your alrighty.